What's up, guys? Welcome back to uh, Director Showdown uh, bonus episode. Time for a good old bonus episode. Um, yeah, we uh, this is a bit of a special one, um, more or less kind of a, a crossover event uh, mm-hmm. with a uh, couple of buds from uh, the Fam Films crew. And but we're uh, all part of Sticker Fridge yeah. crew. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about a lot of different things and kind of kind of harken back to season one, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if this is going to be titled yet, but... <laughs> Man, this is a horrible we'll intro. Let's, what? This is okay. a horrible intro. Well, let's roll with no it. No one knows where who we are, what we're doing, yeah. where well, we're doing, well, that's how I like it. when we're doing, how we're doing it. This is Brent. What about why? <laughs> why we're doing it. <laughs> Okay, so who? That's Brent. Yep. Who are you? That's Adam. Who, who are they? Are uh, my name's Brian. That's Brian. Brian? That's, that's Brian. Okay. Brian. You can call me Brian if you want. Yeah. <laughs> this Sean. Yeah. That's Sean. We family. What What are we doing, Brent? Well, uh, if you just listened to the past ten episodes, this one is very, very different in that we're kind of done with the season and we're just having some fun now. Um, and so what we uh, did, do. well, okay, what we yeah. usually do, mm-hmm. I guess we can describe that, even though there's going to be nothing like that. Can we just start over? Is we, <laughs> no, uh, no, fuck no, man, this is great. Uh, is we uh, pit two directors against one another, and we watch a selected filmography from both of them, and uh, we kind of weigh them against each other, see which one is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, uh, PTA won, and... Uh, <laughs> I mean, what, what, what are you looking at me for? It's well, like, am I going to disagree with you? He, well, he, I kind he, of expected you to. Won? Who did Paul Thomas Anderson beat, though? Tarantino. Yeah. So it was Paul Thomas Anderson, is Tarantino. And, uh, to me, it's not even like a hot take to say that. No. Okay, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you agree, because you were a little uh, oh, just to, trepid just on Just to the, be fun, yeah. you know. That's true, yeah, just to... Just to give Tarantino, like, come on. Like, yeah. Because he's a great he director. Just to represent the other side, yeah. right? But, um, uh, I, I, I mean, PTA is just like... But better yeah. writers, Tarantino. I'll, I'll stand by that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, we went into it just loving both directors, and we just kind of wanted to, you know, after the last season of watching, you know, shitty movies, we just wanted to watch some some of our favorite movies. And, um, yeah, so PTA won, and, uh, yeah, and what we That's did... That's weird. Do we have, is that, like, the first time we, like, actually declared, like, a clear winner? Like, uh, well, no, because uh, the hell season when we were in hell, uh, pretty early oh, yeah. on, Fees. I said that you won oh, yeah. because I, I was pretty confident that Tim Burton was worse than Paul Feig. And pretty much right from the get go, I was proven <laughs> wrong. 
And uh, I was like, oh, boy, okay, no, Paul Feig is, is Paul awful. Paul Feig is not even, like, a director. He's just, like, yeah. a man. Yeah, he's a, a manager, manager, right? I like, I think that's what we said in one of the yeah, episodes. Yeah. How um, many, wait, how many, you did three movies for each director? Yeah, it was a pretty short was it season. That's all we had available. We only had six VHS tapes. What was the, um, no, for, um, for PTA, what were the three movies? There's five. Oh, no, no, for this season we did uh, ten did, total movies. You did ten total movies? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, um... Yeah, so it was it was cool, and we skipped uh, we skipped some like we skipped Jackie Brown, we skipped uh, Magnolia. That was awesome. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I forgot what other we skipped a few other ones, but we hit yeah. the we hit the big ones. I enjoyed this season, you guys. Congratulations! I really liked the um, my favorite episode was the one Sean was on. Um, you guys started off just like kind of mumbling around, and that was like the episode. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. Well, we wanted to capture the yeah. vibe of yeah. the movie because yeah. the movie's really. Uh, we were you know, definitely was directly influenced was by the movie? film. Yeah. Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I like that one a lot too. That one came out pretty. Yeah. Cool. That that podcast made me appreciate that movie so much more. Me t- me yeah. too actually yeah. because uh, yeah I think Adam really kind of uh, unlocked yeah. that movie. Yeah. Because I became, um, like, obsessed with it. Like, yeah. I watched it, like, four fucking times. Yeah, and just, yeah. Like, and he really, like, figured it, it out. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this movie. Like, I, I always enjoyed it, and I always really liked it, but I didn't get the full big picture until we kind of talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but this episode, we did something very different, and we're going to be talking about uh, a handful of things. Um, so what did what did we do last week, Adam? Um, I went to work and so did you. <laughs> That's right. And um, we pinged each other mm-hmm. on our internal systems. I won't name what. what yeah, the intranet. Yeah, the intranet. Yeah. And we talked about movies. That's true. And that's about, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, we do that pretty much every day, actually. It's yeah. pretty funny. Um, and the week before that, yeah. we watched... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, did I fuck up the... Really? It's been that long? Yeah. yeah. It's been that long. Because Adam had his... His mouth exploded, and we couldn't podcast about it. Oh, yeah. It. I have, like, a Holy dead person shit. in my yeah. mouth, yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, let's get into this real quick. Um, so, I don't, I don't know why I'm talking. You're the one with a dead guy in his mouth. Yeah, so, like, when you hear my voice, it's, like, literally, like, two people, like, talking mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. It's like that movie. Oh, uh, that's a really gross, Gothica. weird way to put it. <laughs> Right, like where uh, Halle, Berry, Halle Berry gets diff- gets ghost eyes, and she can see ghosts. She gets eyes transplanted. Isn't that the eye person. with Jessica Alba? Oh, is it? I don't know. It might be Gothica too. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, is that what happened? You have a dead man's tooth in your mouth? Yeah, that's pretty creepy, dude. <laughs> that's sick. In like you all... told me that like yeah, it's a normal been. thing, and I was like, that's not a normal like, why, thing. Why don't they just be. make fake teeth? Can they not fake them? How like, if you? It's not a tooth, right? It's a or it's a, it's a femur. From a cadaver. Wow. A human cadaver, a femur. And the femur is actually, like, the, I think one of the strongest bones in the human body and can support, yeah. like... Old leg mouth over here. <laughs> Fucking dude. leg mouth. Leg mouth, dude. You're Adam like Adam Tarantino's dolphin. dream, dude. Oh, my God. Like, well, I guess femurs aren't exactly... It'd have to be a foot bone yeah, in yeah, his mouth. Bone, right? <laughs> um, anyway, but, maybe yeah. I shouldn't have brought that up because yeah. that's, that's gross to think about. But um, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what Adam did. Last. So that's what happened last week. Mm-hmm. I fucked the dates up. The week before, what did we do? We watched um, Close Encounters of a Third Kind re-release. Santico's um, Palladium mm-hmm. has like this what this this retro um, yeah release. I didn't even know about yeah. that. Did you guys know about this? Uh-huh. What was it called? It was like a Turner Classic Movies for the movie theater. <laughs> like, yeah. and then they had this like kind of. Uh, 
<laughs> kind of awkward uh, little yeah, pre-movie kind of down, like trivia uh, fun. documentary yeah. with like this guy sitting in a movie theater in like a suit, and he's like, "When Spielberg envisioned Close Encounters," <laughs> and it's like this like it's it's really hilarious, and um, it, it won me over. I was like, "This is cool. I like yeah. this idea," mm-hmm. um, and I like the the concept of like. I mean, it blew my mind that that existed. I didn't know that uh, Santicos had a program where they show um, classic movies like every week or two, you know? Well, I mean, that's like, uh, it just seems like that's a new wave that's hitting theaters now because... Mm -hmm. Got to fill them seats. Well, it's like, um, you don't, you have all these like streaming services now and people just don't know why you would go to a theater. So they have to re-release like classics. So it's like, oh, remember... That moment you in remember? your childhood when you like went to the theater and you watched Close yeah. Encounters and stuff. Make America Great no, Again. Yeah. yeah, and that, that's yeah. that's uh, that's the thing I think we'll definitely talk about too is that the people in the audiences were. Um, well, yeah. Let's. I mean, let's talk about that now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I so and th- I want to mention too that the second movie we saw literally the day after, also at Palladium IMAX though IMAX, mm-hmm. uh, we saw two thousand one A Space Odyssey. Um, so yeah, kind of hearkening back to season one. one of this podcast, yeah. um, mm-hmm. kind of the two sci-fi alien movies by each director. And we all know <clears throat> which one's the better movie, but still <laughs> it was like, it was, it was cool to see Close Encounters. Yeah. But who's the better guy. director? Who won season one? Did you well, come up Brent, with a Brent, uh, had some interesting takeaways that I was surprised to hear after 2001 A Space Odyssey. After 2001? Yeah. I, I I feel like my big revelation was after uh, Close Encounters. Mm. Uh, what? No, really? Wait, what are you what are you what are you talking about? You, you said it. that like objectively, like Kubrick is better than Spielberg. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Got overall, him. or yeah. for those two movies? Well, just like overall, um, that's what I interpreted. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I, I concede that he's better, but. Um, because when you, you really appreciate it on the IMAX, like you yeah. really uh, absolutely get his, yeah. uh, his, uh, his skill set. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it's like Kubrick is like a fine French wine and Spielberg is like yeah, Boone's Farms or something? Like something a good-ass cheeseburger, dude. Yeah, good-ass yeah, yeah. cheeseburger. <laughs> well, the, okay, I'm starting to remember what I was thinking about when I walked yeah. out. Uh, the reason I think he's better, uh, it, it ties into the fact that I think he's more important also. Uh, because 2001 was like this defining moment in like cinematic history. It like mm. set the stage for like the next 50 years of like right. science fiction of like blockbuster entertainment. Like um, it's it's it kind of seems like the first blockbuster to me, even more so than something like Jaws. Jaws. Even though it wasn't a huge like box office, um, was it? I, I think it did good. I don't think no, it, it made a lot of money. Did it really? Okay, it made so much. Money. People hated yeah. it, didn't they? They didn't know what like, to think of it. Yeah. It was like The Shining. It's like no one knew what to think of that. And it's either. it's such a it's such a late 60s movie too uh with like the counterculture movement um and people just expanding their horizons and learning about new things, taking drugs. Right. Um the youth um the youths. kind of driving the youths uh driving like all of the new art that was coming up. Um so it's really just such an important movie. That I, I had to concede and say that I think Kubrick is did, did kind you, of objectively. Um, yeah. Did you know that in 2007, Congress decided that um, 
Close Encounters of the Third Kind was such a culturally relevant movie that it had to be preserved, and they added it to the Library of Congress. Really? I mean, yeah. it is a pretty, when when like, did they? Um, film. I'm sure they did that for 2001 too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it yeah. wasn't what I read on IMDb just a few minutes ago. So oh, well, <laughs> it's got to be, dude. If Close Encounters is, yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of their filmographies are preserved yeah. uh, in the Library of Congress. I think every tweet ever sent is preserved in the Library of Congress at this point. That's probably true. Yeah. Do you think Ready Player One will be preserved in the Library of Congress? Well, it's <laughs> going to become reality <laughs> at some point. Yeah. yeah. Um, RPO. RPO. Good old RPO. Um, uh, yeah, but Close Encounters. I want to talk about Close Encounters because I thought what you were getting at was my revelation that I had in that movie. No, I don't remember that. Um, I don't remember you, uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Watching Close Encounters this time, it's always been a movie I really liked, but I always had issues with the characterization of, like, Richard Dreyfuss and how bad of a dad he is. Like, he's a real piece of shit. Bad dad. Um, yeah, and it's like he becomes obsessed with this uh, vision, basically, yeah. as, as uh, like hundreds of people do, of this mountain, basically. Like Mar- Marvel's The Vision? Mm-hmm. With The Vision, with Paul Bettany, specifically. Okay. Um, and he basically uh, destroys his family and ditches his family completely uh, to basically follow this vision. Basically, what I pieced together this time is that this... I feel like this movie has such a strong meta narrative pulled directly from Spielberg's life mm-hmm. uh, because he's like, he's from a broken home. His dad like left his family pretty much. And to me, I just, I, I don't think you asked me, it's really sad if Spielberg knew that's what he was doing. And I don't think he knew he was doing it. I think that he wrote this movie and basically Richard Dreyfus is his dad. And he's sitting here trying to justify why his father With would leave himself. Too. With elements of himself, yeah. like the sense of wonder and all that stuff. Uh-huh. I think Richard Dreyfus is him trying to justify why his father left his family. And yeah. um, basically saying, like, why would my father leave? What if he got really obsessed with well, see, something with that, obsessed like, with aliens? I mean, I, I like what you're... I mean, I like that interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't know why he would want to justify him leaving. Uh, well, I mean, that's it's. I feel like it's a similar thing that children of divorce feel, See, where they feel unwanted. I, so, so he's he trying to, to justify. He's trying to say that I rather have him pursue aliens than not love me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. pretty sad, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, and the thing is, that could all be bullshit. But like, that's that's kind of how I interpret it because this movie feels so personal. Um, I thought it was like. He he was the main character, and he's like, I want to go make movies. Fuck my kids. See, I oh, was tapping into I that too, yeah. a little bit also. Yeah. I, I I think that's kind of the more surface level reading, but I think that's but definitely something he, you can interpret. What he even said like back then? I thought I thought there was something. Yeah. I don't know. If you're li- listeners, Google it because <laughs> I don't want to type it in. But no, that's a. I think that's a really um, that's a really good reading of it too because there's like the whole. Um, like Disney element yeah. of it, like they keep tying it. It in makes like, more sense because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. On this, he loves viewing, Pinocchio and like. Yeah. Well, like on this viewing, I got that. You know, kind of pivoting back a little bit about about yours, Brent. It's yeah. as if um, a narrative more so on, like commentary on like 
um, being an artist and what that entails. Mm-hmm. And after like going through like Phantom Thread, I kind of like picked up on that more because it's mm-hmm. similar in in uh, yeah. in a lot of ways in the sense that like it kind of yeah if it you is, huh? love something so much and you have Dreyfus as like this guy who wants to figure out like what's the you know the the, mm-hmm. the like his pursuit was yeah was sculpting or whatever i it's guess art. it's well, oh, art well and that's art. important is the aliens is yeah, yeah. Are art and that's why you had like artists come in you had yeah yeah you know they communicate through music like it's all these like creative like pathways yeah, dude they're yeah. really into mashed potatoes yeah. dude like, and <laughs> but like it was um like tonally it was weird though because like yeah. tell me what you're are you it seems like you're trying to justify it mm-hmm because like with the with the ending, it's like oh this is like this mm. is cool like he's it's okay yeah. he destroyed his family yeah and we never hear <laughs> about the consequences like how how they're dealing with him like yeah. gone or anything I think uh, you know? with with that reading of it of of it kind of being a metaphor for Spielberg like going to Hollywood and abandoning his like past life I, I think it's kind of a it's kind of a, a really cynical ending. And that, like, you're going to destroy things that you love on the way uh, in your pursuit of your passion, like, your obsession. Um, I don't know. I think I think that that works. I mean, he's still, like, he's still, like, a very bad parent. Well, and then what supports this, like, uh, uh, kind of interpretation, too, is that uh, he basically made E.T. a few years later because he had had kids and he wanted to kind of take another go at it. And so that's why E.T. is a much more, like, sincere, family-oriented, but still, like, the kids are from, like, a broken uh, household. Like, their their dad left their mom, and, like, it's kind of it's kind of a sequel in a lot of ways, in a lot of weird ways, because the dad's gone. You could, like, right. read into it that Richard Dreyfuss is the Dang. dad that left. Like, it's it's really interesting, I think, as, like, a, a companion piece. As, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, two different periods in his life, I guess. But uh, yeah, what was your guys' experience uh, watching? I, just, I have a random question. <laughs> yeah, do you think ET was a dad for, on his home planet? ET was definitely a baby. Oh my alien. god! I, I, I always <laughs> that he's trying to phone home back to his. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> he is Richard Dreyfus <laughs> oh, after shit. he uh, got his brain transplanted yeah. into one of the into one of the aliens. I think after my my reaction to watching this movie was like I finally understand why Steve Jobs said his favorite movie was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, oh, really? I'm kidding. Uh, oh, because <laughs> dude, I was like, yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, no, I, I just think it was really it was really fun to go to the theater and to have that yeah. weird like thing at the beginning where that guy's like giving you trivia because it was a really fun experience. Yeah, I like. And it. then like a lot of the stuff I had completely forgotten about this movie. The whole like opening scene where they're like in a desert. It like yeah. It was so I didn't remember that at all. It was wild, but it was yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded I like me of like, the Exorcist. Lot, yeah. You know, like Exorcist opens that way. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You're right, dude. They came out the same year, I think. Did actually, they? Oddly enough, that's yeah. wild. That's wild. Um, and then I really liked a lot of the weird things that stood out, or like the mashed potatoes and that like tower has become so like fuck the mashed potatoes yeah. scene, dude. That fuck tower that has scene. become so like iconic now. It's like part of. <laughs> 
It's part of flat earth theory, like, conspiracies. Uh-huh. No, really? Yeah. That's weird, huh? Um, I'll go into it if you want me to. Dude, please. Um, yes. and then, ancient okay. tree. The That's first interesting thing to happen. So all of those rocks, those towers that are, like, in the shape of, like, you know, what you would picture as, like, petrified trees. Yeah. Like, people think that trees used to be that big and that the government is covering up all these trees and they cut them all down. But that's the only one that, like, is left is, like, that's a tree stump. Is the Close Encounters mountain? Is that mountain, yeah, the Devil's Tower. Uh, in a, <sighs> And it's hilarious to me. What about all the other, uh, what are those called? Mesas? So the other things that are, like, equivalent yeah. are, like, there's, like, these um, basalt, like, pillars out in, like, Ireland or something that are shaped like that. But anything that's, like, a hexagonal, like, rock, they, people are like, those are trees. And they cut down the trees and they're oh lying to us. God, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so um, ain't no trees on flat earth. If you go to that YouTube video, is hilarious. Ain't Every, no everybody check out ain't no trees on flat earth. <laughs> I'm going to check um, this out. This is crazy. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> uh, but the movie itself, um, I really liked a lot of the weirder things about the movie. Like I like just mm-hmm. knowing that it's old and that it's hard to get a lot of the effects in. Like seeing yeah. all the things There's a lot of really cool miniature stuff. is like really cool. Yeah. Um, the whole thing where he's like in the truck and like the, the spaceship like lights him up. Yeah, that seems great. And then it flips. Well, yeah. it doesn't flip. They obviously flipped it, but just to get that effect of like yeah. all the shit flying up and like it's really cool. Like uh, I mean, he's the master of set pieces, so the stuff like that is really well done. Um, I had forgotten about the sunburn. That was really cool. That was like a cool yeah. like thing. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. You like it, Sean? Yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was weird because I definitely forgot most of the things that happened in that movie. Yeah, yeah the thing with yeah. the dead cows, the fake dead cows. Yeah. Dude, yeah. the thing where they were like trying to run up the mountain at the end was all cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was an entertain. Like, it holds up for entertainment value. Yeah. Like, you can get real deep and you can you can try to guess what Spielberg was trying to say and make it a movie, but yeah. he liked aliens and he wanted to make a cool movie. Yeah, he wanted to make a fucking alien movie yeah. with his Jaws money. Like, that's, yeah. at the end of the day, that's what he wanted to do. Um but, yeah, and I just love, like, that ending. Um, I, Adam and I have talked about this. I think we talked about it on the fucking episode. What ending did we see? Was that the original? That yeah, I was uh, confused which one it was. That is the director's cut. That was the director's cut. It's the director's cut. Because okay. they, yeah, because it had the aliens. It just didn't go inside the ship. Because um, there's a scene, yeah, there's a scene that was added for, it's like the special edition um, that, like, Spielberg hates because they forced him to film a scene inside the ship and it was just terrible. It looked like shit. Um, but yeah, the one that we saw is just like his version, pretty much. That's dope. Um, complete with all the corny aliens at the end that yeah. were like kids in suits and like. Yo, yeah. but I the, love all that the shit. big alien was creepy as hell. Oh yeah, with like the arms and the yeah yeah, yeah like what? Da, da, da. Yeah. What was he? What yeah. was he doing? That's like the mother alien because yeah. like the little babies came out behind it and <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't know Dude. what the fuck was going on. Honestly, would you have gone on that spaceship? Um, pre. Being married and having a kid, absolutely. I'd be in fucking space, but not now. No, I wouldn't. Richard drive is it? <laughs> what about you, Wait, Adam? Would you go on that spaceship? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm shocked that another part of the government just didn't start an intergalactic war with them right there. You know, sp- speaking of that, uh, uh, I wanted you, to talk you about talked about this on the fuck. Hmm. Did I? I should have listened I mean, just, to the episodes. Just, before. Yeah, just yeah. completely. I, I why don't you? Maybe it's something different. It's probably not. Um, but I, I love that this movie is like peaceful aliens. Everything's fucking peaceful. It's just the like humans are fine. They're good people. Yeah, and, and it's just trying yeah. to communicate with yeah uh, a species that we've never met. It's like it's the precursor to Arrival. I'm just repeating all the shit from that. You episode, steal but. my baby. I'm not going to be happy when you bring it back. 
You know, that scene, I don't know. You you don't like that scene. What? Uh, the like haunted house poltergeist scene. No, I hate that scene. It doesn't it's, it's all just there just to <laughs> to add know. tension. Um, like I don't know why. It's just there just because like oh this would be cool. Sort yeah, of well the movie's got that like internal logic problem mm. where like we don't know why they're taking this kid. You know what I mean? Like they take the kid, but then he runs out at the end, and it's like, why does that happen? Well, it just puts me out of it. Like I just don't know yeah. why I should give a shit about Richard J- Dreyfus and why why he's going for it. Because he got sunburned, dog. I don't he, feel... he was special, obviously, because yeah. my favorite part was at the end. Is the whole like twelve people that the government were like, hey, go with these aliens? They were like, nah, we want this guy. Um. Right. Well, you you said that after we saw it. I think the guys still get on. No. No. In my head, they, they definitely don't. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh. you establish that when alien presence arrives, everything gets disrupted and things move and it's really scary and creepy. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they are cool and nothing happens to the labs and stuff. Yeah, my second stone. favorite part. I don't know, like, why, <laughs> why are they supposed to be scary at first and then... I I, cool. I don't know. I chalk it up to like it's it's the unknown. The unknown is scary. Like and then at the end when they're finally face to face and they're communicating, that is when it the air is clear of like we're gonna kill each other. Or like are you gonna kill us or I don't know. I think I think it's fine. It's not a big problem. But for if me. you're gonna show up to someone's house and you want you want to take like, their kid, yeah, <laughs> take their son. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I don't know yeah, why. I don't yeah. Know why it's there. Um, and by the by the yeah. way, the twelve guys don't get on because they're not they didn't get the vision like they're not mm. chosen. Well, they're not yeah. like artists and creators. This this movie kind of is cynical. It's like fuck everybody who's not an artist and like a creator and has yeah. passion and is all, driven. All you people here. that watch my movies, fuck. With, you. Do you think that there was more yeah. than one spaceship? Do you think that, like all the the Hindu people that were like chanting? Oh, they got their that's own interesting. They, they, well, they showed hmm. multiple lights flying through throughout the movie. Well, I think he's oh, saying, yeah. like, all around the world. Yeah. yeah. Was there more than one event, like, meeting spot? Mm. Like. Probably, yeah. I could see one being, dude, I love that scene with, like, the hands and the fucking, like, yeah, that scene's great. No, it's definitely that spot only, because he was mentioning how, like, the French guy, the head of the thing. What's that director's name? True Faux? Francois Truffaut, the director. Uh, Trudeau from Trude- the PM can- Canadian. Yeah. You guys know <laughs> that guy Anyways. didn't even speak French, really. Well, like he. I'm just making said, up facts. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, all right. <laughs> well, um, no, he um, said that there are people around the world who were trying to get to that place, but they couldn't. Mm-hmm. But they knew about it. And they had never watched the TV or whatever, but they just oh, that's it. right, you know that's I mean? right, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just the lucky few that like watch the news, mm-hmm. or yeah. Well, also that that scene served to tell the meeting point. Like that's how they found the coordinates was by didn't they? Right, they plotted the the sounds told them where the coordinates uh, was for the no, meeting spot. No. Oh, yep. you're right. Because yeah, that one guy was a yeah, map. They yeah, set that up right. in the desert. And the guy's like, I used to make maps. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then he was the one who figured out the clue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember, like, like when they're when they're rolling the globe, like, down the... I love that scene. Because then you can't do that nowadays. And then yeah, there's yeah. a cool, like, atlas yeah. imagery where a dude's holding the, the globe on his back, carrying it into, like, their portable mm-hmm. office that they made. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't catch that. 
yeah, see, going back to uh, Richard Dreyfus being like unlikable, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I've never like identified with his character and like latched onto him. I know he's the protagonist, and like maybe Spielberg like wanted people to. Uh, relate to him but to me it's like it's all about like the greater goal of like like what is this thing they're going to and I think like the ending really pays that off in a really like entertaining way that, that, like he's portrayed as a hero yeah like, he's, definitely, no he's definitely a weird so, childish person who's throwing dirt through yeah the there's something yeah. that like, in the pre-movie thing that you were talking about where that guy's breaking it down yeah he says hero doesn't he no well he's talking about how they were trying to find like a lead for the movie and they were gonna do like oh, a yeah. manly yeah, man the yeah. whole time but then Richard Dreyfus called Steven Spielberg was like you don't need a man you, you need, need a it. child to play this role yeah damn yeah and which that's is how he great. Got, ended up with dude it. was he it was, yeah. did he have any impact on the end of the movie or was he just there like no which is kind of a yeah <laughs> yeah i mean because raiders of the lost ark is the same way really yeah well are you talking about does the yeah. protagonist have yeah. an effect on the no yeah it's the same way because raiders of the lost ark it's indiana jones being captured them opening the ark and just all dying and oh, then shit. indiana and jones is fine away, yeah it's weird yeah like that's that's maybe that's a, a product of like late 70s early early 80s movies or something or both movies are great and it works fine, yeah. but um, interesting. I don't know. So Richard Dreyfus character mm-hmm. hero or villain or Steven Spielberg didn't know what to do with it. He's like a um, he's a pawn of the aliens. He don't. I think that's something that you mentioned too after we saw it. Is you were like, is creativity real or is this just are the is it funneling through people like? Mm. Well, inspiration like kind of is what fuels creativity and where do you get inspiration from? Yeah. You know, external like factors. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's like he is obviously portrayed as a hero, but then it's like, well, he, yeah. he I mean like even Steven Spielberg like framed the whole abandonment, abandonment part, you yeah. know, the insane like scene where he's like, digging up plants and throwing it through a window. Yeah. And the thing is, well, then again, I don't know. Was he, it looked like it was supposed to be comedic, but to me, I was like disturbed at this person. Yeah. I, it's, it's changed for me because I think I used to think it was funny. It's comedic. The way that it's shot. I think it's more, it's framed more because because John Williams score all the ducks like running around. Yeah. And you see like, Oh, there's judge. It's more like absurdist. Like it's, it's like an absurd comedy. It's supposed to be a comedian. I mean, we, we have to admit that. Yeah. But the thing, but the thing is there's other stuff. And I guess this only goes to support the point that the tone is a little inconsistent, uh, where, yeah, with the mashed potato scene, where the kid is in the front of frame and the dad is fucking around with the mm-hmm. mashed potatoes and the kid starts breaking down crying and it's like holy shit this family's falling apart yeah. his yeah. dad is insane mm-hmm. and it's like yeah I I, I guess like, the tone is to, a little yeah what are you trying to thing. tell me here yeah. Stevie he's a serial like abandoner he abandoned his family and then he like hooked he up with that one lady he abandoned and she got the mashed potatoes he, he abandoned that other lady on the mountain he was like Perfectly I want to go closer to the aliens and he like left her up there yeah, yeah, dude. And then he's, he, he's a bad person. Then he abandoned the earth. No, see, she's a good one. She's a good uh, woman. Women. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. God damn <laughs> she's it. She's a good woman. Yeah, yeah. Women's. Because she lets the so do whatever he wants, and you know that's God. just what uh, Stevie's telling us. <laughs> it's like, are you oh, talking I about support. the the mom to the boy or the yeah, wife? Mom to the boy. Yeah. 
Well, she stays like, behind. Yeah. Like she she's more of a protagonist than him. Yeah. He's like I don't know. No, he's they, like on this no, crusade. She, she makes more sense. She's actually the better person because For sure. she's just like she, what, she, she gets she's I need my back. kid. Yeah. She's on like a righteous mission. Yeah. But yeah. the thing, what's weird is that she ended up kissing, and I'm like, where did this come from? Why is this like? Is it more of a pity kiss because he's about to go fucking like? Fly away, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Wet is why. Every time I see that kiss scene, it it never feels romantic to me. Like it it feels, I don't know. Like it it feels like like an embrace. Like we're here experiencing this thing. Like yeah, no. Say no, no. no, I like that. I like where you went with that. That was good. I I was thinking more like they're. Everyone's telling them they're insane, and they're like. You're like you know the truth. I know the yeah. truth, and we have a commonality in that. But like, yeah, they're was, like together yeah. in this insane moment. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. And also, like, pretty I good. wish my wife believed me, but you do. So, so you're a little <laughs> smooch, yeah, a little peck. Uh, and, yeah, then, and then she's grateful because he helped her get to her son. Mm-hmm. So that's why you kiss, that's right? right? Yeah, it's tying it's not up, like a tying thing, up your though. emotions together. It, it doesn't happens. make any sense. They, they were just the opposite gender. And we had to like wrap it up with like a romantic like thing at the end for no reason. The world I, might end. We I don't think it's romantic, but th- there's it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. There like, are kisses in I movies that is, aren't honestly, played for romance. Th- what I'm hearing is like just grasping at straws, honestly, for a stupid like all right thing. Well, fine. Right? Like, it doesn't, it's just like, it's just there for no reason. I don't even remember the I mean, kiss. That you could say yeah. that about absolutely anything in any art ever. But it was, there's no <laughs> like setup existence. for it. There's no, there's no, well, your, your, your reading of it is that it like, is a no romantic film. moment that is, that's like the romantic conclusion to their, like, they're together now. That's not what is happening at all. I'm not saying, it, yeah, well, yeah. Like, would it have been saying. cleaner, I guess, to have them hug? Sure, but I think it's the equivalent yeah. of a hug. It would have made more that sense moment. for them just embrace. Yeah. Okay. Well, what let's move on. Happy, dude. What yeah. And uh, Close Encounters, great movie, good experience. Um, the day after tomorrow. Okay. Good, great movie. Is we watched Can't it uh, when we got finished with Close Encounters. Really good movie. Um, underrated. Yes. No, uh, two thousand one. Two thousand one, and, and shout out to Bropez because I didn't think I was going to be able to go. And I was going to give him my ticket, but then I ended up being able to go and told him, sorry, bro. And, and if you listen to this, bro, Pez, I got you on the popcorn and drink <laughs> at some point in time. In the future, out of the undisclosed date. I've never been to the movies back-to-back like that, one day after the other. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, it, it felt kind of weird, right? Like yeah, right. We were like, all right, guys, see you tomorrow. And then like we all yeah. met at that same place, and it was like, yeah, it was kind of strange, but it was... Uh, it was pretty cool. I missed the first like couple minutes of the movie too. Dude, what happened? We but, all did actually. Oh really? We, we walked in because um, we were we were getting food and then yeah. we got in and yeah, no previews at oh, all. Wow. Like it just started and it was like uh, it was a few minutes into the the opening ape scene. Right. So. Right. Okay. But um, yeah, that was a fucking hell of an experience. You want to talk about two thousand one? Yeah. Yeah. I um, obviously for people. Who, who know me, um, that's G-N-O-M-E. What? No bad part. <laughs> this plum wine's fucking me up right now. Oh, Christ. Um, Got that, that no Japanese Mio and Juliet. plum yeah. No, no, <laughs> Juliet. Well, like, 2001 is, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. 
So needless to say, I was super excited to see this. I've been following the... I mean, Brent knows this. Like, we've been following the the re-release of 2001 Mm -hmm. and how it never comes to San Antonio Mm because it goes to Austin. Yeah. Well, we we had wanted to do it in Austin, but it coincided with your Japan trip. Yeah. And And then luckily... Ain't that a bitch, right? That's just how... Fate works out sometimes. Huh? Yeah, but uh, ultimately it came back around, and uh, they did like a release of Bass Nolan. Bass Nolan, Nolan came through with the the remaster version, mm-hmm. and like two hundred eighty ba- Christopher Nolan, Nolan. Bass Nolan. Why did we do that? That's yeah, what like a dumb guy, thing. Like Lil B. Yeah, yeah, he's Bass Nolan. Nice. I'm too white to try and make that a thing, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it released in like 280 theaters or something. Like they they put it all over because the fucking country. Because of Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, cool. because he loves he, he, he added bass to it. <laughs> no, he is bass. I'm gonna let that yeah. die. Um, that joke. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, he uh, he he loves the movie so much that he wanted everyone to experience an IMAX. Like 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 pH wise, like it's not acidic. <laughs> like. Why did we do this? Um, <laughs> well, I didn't know it would, yeah. would keep going. I, I, it was just yeah, a I slight like joke, like the gnome thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it didn't need to like keep. Happening. You guys remember that really good gnome joke Adam made like yeah. five minutes ago? <laughs> I don't remember making any jokes. Yeah, oh. hey, you're not on this podcast. Yeah, yeah shut the fuck up. <laughs> I am now. Zach's in here drawn on a picture of a girl in Photoshop. He's like jerking it too. Yeah, his dick's out. Um, he's jerking. Jerks it as he's. Editing. Yeah. Yeah, how do you do that? That's pretty amazing. Honestly. Yeah, well, he's a talented. I didn't say he wasn't talented. I mean, he's clearly a lot of skill on display here that I'm that I'm looking at. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this was like uh, this was probably one of the best movie going experiences like of my life. Seeing two thousand one, mm. um, it was really a cool vibe. Like everybody in the theater. Besides us and like one or two other guys from what I saw was like over 50. And it was like it was a lot of like little groups of like older guys and like some of their wives and stuff. And I just got the idea that it was like this very communal like like we're experiencing this again for the first time in like 50 years. Like we saw this when we were kids or something, you know, Mm. Um, it was just really special. And like the display, like the fucking uh, visuals were incredible, and it was cool to see it like mm-hmm. that. Like a lot of his like wide like lenses and stuff that he uses in these yeah. movies, like it's awesome to see it in IMAX. You can see so many more things. Like I had no idea. Like I see this movie a few times, yeah. And when they're like landing the spaceships in like the um, I don't know the airport. I don't know what you would call it. Spaceport. Yeah. Spaceport. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all the little Space windows airport. are like they're like different things going on, and they're like yeah, facing different directions on based the on where the gravity right? is. Yeah. yeah. It was really interesting to see that because I thought they were just little pink slots the first few times I watched it. I didn't realize yeah. there were people in there. Dude, you're you're right. There were there were multiple times that I w- I was just looking around the fucking IMAX yeah. screen mm. and just like noticing things. Like there is a fucking like autistic level of like attention to detail in this movie. It's insane. Um, and like it, it, yeah, it like all holds up. It's a fifty year old movie, and it still looks better than most movies. A lot of fucking nowadays. movies that come out now. Yeah. It's so it's a masterpiece. Like mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah, like I was telling Brent how you know the the beginning um, transition from the uh, what do you call it the, the bone? Yeah, from the bone mm-hmm. to the spaceship. 
and that whole sequence with like the co- the uh, classical music i forgot what um what song that is but I like to yeah to cuz like i started like i'm not kidding like, i started tearing up because i was like i've never thought i would experience like that scene in this like capacity yeah to just see like um that uh, like you were saying like that yeah. amount of detail and just how like incredibly beautiful the IMAX like, around he, sound is pretty yeah. wild yeah. too. Yeah. Like these are like toy models too, and it's not even you know they're not like CGI or anything. Yeah, and it's just like wow, this looks absolutely fantastic. Just like I was, wa- it was like watching like I don't know a ballet yeah, dude, or something. He's got to make it look good because he's sitting there and he's torturing the audience with his weird noises and hisses throughout the movie. Oh my god, dude! Okay, what are you so about? the That's sound like mixing screech. The, yeah, the sound mixing for the IMAX, mm. at least mm. for the IMAX re-release, was, like, fucking... It was brutal, man. Like, yeah. everybody that I saw fucking, like, went up, like, plugged their ears on a few scenes because it was, like, fucking loud. That's exactly how you should respond. And you're right. Like, yeah. I, I loved it. Yeah. I was like, oh, fucking... Yeah, to oh, not, like, monster. give a shit about, like, the... Like, it's actually, like... Uh, Manipulating the audience as a director should. Mm-hmm. It's like not giving a shit about mm-hmm. what they're comfortable with and like yeah. um, getting in, getting their emotions to match what the characters are going through on screen. Yeah, dude, hell yeah. No, it's a good that's, little meta, little meta that's a good, good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what that's what it is. Um, manipulation of like emotion so, mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. So uh, little B and his music critics refer to his rapping style as based. <laughs> it's a word that little B also uses to describe okay. positive, tolerant lifestyles. Okay. Based is a reclaimed word, as described by little B. B me- based means to be yourself. You know, not being scared of what other people think about you. What What did you say was the definition again of based? Being yourself, not being scared of what other people think about you. That's based Nolan. Yeah. That's That's Nolan based right Nolan. there, man. He's not scared of being. Like, Neither was know, He's Love. unapologetically himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Based. Um, based <laughs> It's a thing. This yeah. bit has come full circle. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I didn't let it go. You mentioned the hissing part? Yeah, the hissing. Okay, so the hissing, like the whole time they're like in outer space, like changing the, like whatever the thing is, the thing that wasn't Oh, broken. you like hated that, right? I was just like, yo, like put some cool classical music back on. Like, <laughs> like. Yeah. See, it's so like violent against my ears. That's yeah. what was supposed to. Because, like, that's what you hear when you're in, in a pressurized helmet, like, the air leaking. Like, that's what that sound is. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, necessarily, like... I mean, it was for, like, tone control of that, you know, to add tension to the scene. But yeah. that's mm-hmm. literally, like, what you would be experiencing. Those no, those no, noises, because mm-hmm. obviously in space there's no sound. Yeah. George Lucas. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's what Ruin you would be Johnson. <laughs> Hey, you brought that up. I, I, I had to. Uh, but yeah, that's why, because like, I love that. Like when I first saw 2001, I hadn't really seen any movies that really captured space in a um, accurate. more accurate way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I, I, I think when we first saw it, I remember seeing that scene. I was like, oh, wow, this is like cool. He actually gives a shit about like how it is in space. You know what I mean? yeah. yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I heard, was like, he uh, he helped them. 
Yeah, boy, yeah. you're okay. Yeah. You're Alex Jones tonight, man. You're just uh, <laughs> that joke was just like I heard that. Yeah, I heard that Neil deGrasse Tyson as a child uh, was uh, as a child <laughs> he was as a, a probably yeah. seven year old yeah, yeah. young boy yeah, grown up in New consultant. York. He went to a space. It was like. Now listen, the stars are all wrong. Even as like a seven-year-old, he's like he's like critiquing the fucking star chart of two thousand one. Um, fuck, I really wanted to. What did I want to say? Okay, um, so I had this like dumb irrational fear going into before we saw yeah. both of these movies again, where I was like, I was like, I hope this isn't like boring, and we mm. kind of have a lame time watching these movies again. And that was like I was very, I was happily very wrong on both accounts. Like, yeah. like I feel like. Close Encounters, and w- even more so, two thousand one. Like weird we all, that you would think. That. I don't know why. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I guess I've had past experiences of seeing like movie, old yeah. movies yeah. in theaters again, and it was kind of like. And also, two thousand one. It's a slow movie, but it's like just seeing it on IMAX and like uh, how You're fucking being stimulated it is. the whole time. It's, absolutely, it's I was absolutely. Like, it's really it immersive. Is. It like, pulls yeah. you in. Yeah, I liked they kept the intermission in. It was cool. Like that was fucking awesome. So yeah. Much. Yeah. yeah, we fucking got up, walked outside, took a piss, yeah. talked about how fucking cool it was, mm-hmm. and walked back in. Yep, that's what an intermission is. Everybody, yep. take take a in the middle of the mission. I don't think I don't think our younger listeners know what intermissions are. Yeah, they probably don't. Um, they're thinking of the past, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Never gonna be. You go to a play, they still have them, don't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think plays, plays do. Yeah. yeah. Do they even know what plays are? Yeah, plays are like movies that you. It's, it's like a stage. it's like a YouTube video that you watch live. Oh my god, dude, John! Remember uh, we we sat through Shrek the play on Netflix. What the fuck? Were you there for that? No, dude. Okay, maybe it was me and my Is roommate Yuna. Yeah, on that. Netflix yeah. you can watch Shrek the play, and it's fucking ridiculous. Adam, why the fuck have we not done this? <laughs> I forgot to like tell you. Oh my <laughs> god, dude, that's yeah. amazing. I mean, that's yeah. the next bonus episode. I mean, <laughs> you fuck. can't get through it, dude. There's no way. You I was fast forwarding. Oh my god! I got maybe like 20 minutes in, and they were just waiting for Donkey to show up because I was like, "What's this gonna be like?" But and it's then like, how forward. do you sing the memeable like phrases? Donkey, I have layers. <laughs> there was a lot of oh, fart yeah, humor. Is it a musical? There was a lot of fart. Shrek was a kid, is what it is. It's a musical. Whoa, I think Shrek it's a prequel? is prequel. No, wait, 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 no. Shrek. They they add an extra scene where there's baby Shrek, and then uh, Holy and then shit. and then it cuts to donkey. Wait, so it is a musical though? Yeah, it's a musical. Oh, I don't. I don't a, like there's that. There's a lot concept. of fart humor. Is it's, it 4D? It's disgusting. Um, no, it's. A, <laughs> I guess are all plays 4D. I don't know. I remember seeing. I know what you're right. I remember seeing Shrek 4D at like Universal. I remember Shrek 4D. I remember getting sprayed with like donkey piss or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, and they drop like spider swamp spiders on you or something. Yeah, you you would have to wait like three hours to get in there because everybody wanted to do. It was the hottest ticket in town back in the day. Because everyone was like, "Wow, that's like one D above." 3D. What else could you? Have? You know what? It's not better than mm. is fucking uh, Terminator 4D. You remember that? It Terminator was just 3D. One? No, wasn't I it? didn't see that. I well, it was just 3D. You might be right. It's it's the one where it's like oh. a 3D video. Yeah. Like it's like in mm. this uh, wide wrapping. And you had like the like John Car- Connor. Yeah, like run around and do. Yeah, stuff. it was like a stage production with a 3D video production that yeah. was fucking. It doesn't hold up, I'm sure. Now it probably looks like shit, but like it was so fucking cool when I when I was like 13 and I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, you guys want to know Universal a real, Studios, a real quick Universal Studios Disneyland hack? Yeah, yeah. Go with someone who might just have a little bit of physical impairment. They'll just get you to the first of oh, each shit. line. 
Oh. So yeah. find yourself a water Well, we boy. went with, like, this other family, and, like, one of the girls had, like, <laughs> was recovering from, like, a drowning accident. And, like, she had a wheelchair, so wow. she could, like, get up and walk around and ride all the rides. But, like, if she walked for more than, like, five minutes, she would get dizzy and couldn't do it. So oh, Disneyland yeah. just let us go to the front of every line That's and just cool. ride it. Dude, because the those... ultimate fast pass. Yeah. So yeah. what you do is, is you find... You, you, you just rent you a wheelchair. Some, no, you draw some straws... Whoever gets the shortest one. You drown him for a little while. <laughs> I was going to say take a two by four uh, to the head and yeah. just fucking roll the dice. Tanya Harding him. Tanya Harding him, yeah. yeah. And then you go to Disney World. <laughs> Dude, because those flash passes um, are not fucking cheap. Yeah. By the way, flash passes at just another hack, I guess. We're doing this now. Uh, uh, for Disneyland and Disney World, don't get them. They're not really worth it. But for Universal Studios... Those fucking flash passes are amazing. You get on every single ride in like under two minutes. Dang. It's, it's we got on the Harry Potter ride in like five minutes, and that ride's Harry brand Potter. new. Harry Potter. <laughs> All right, you guys. <laughs> uh, who wants to flash pass me to the meaning of two thousand one? Because I was confused again. Oh yeah, I got confused. I thought I knew what that movie was about, and then I was like, oh, I'm confused. Oh shit! I discussed it with you. I finally like understood like what the whole movie is. Yeah, lay it on us, man. I said, so you have to start from the very beginning. Beginning because like it is kind of jarring to see the apes, you know, in juxtaposed with the rest of the movie. Right? It just mm-hmm. seems kind of odd, but. Essentially, what that beginning setup is is that they discover the um, what was the name of that thing? Monolith. Monolith, Monolith right? And um, they discover tools, right? Like that's yeah, that's yeah. what happens. The aliens. It's inferred that the aliens give them the knowledge to discover tools. And obviously, the the great transition to the spaceship, like that's what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. And. Um, then we then we move in then we see like the result of technology you know going to the spaceport um going to the moon just all these like cool stuff like what humans were able to do using tools right mm-hmm. and um then obviously they find another one another uh, monolith and that one was uh um it was the humans were sh- were like proud of it like saying oh look at what we discovered right yeah Yeah. and then the aliens were i mean it's inferred that the aliens didn't like the hubris that humanity was showing because we gave you yeah the sharp ringing Mm -hmm. sound and like we gave you the information you shouldn't be like you shouldn't think like you got this like on your own sort Mm -hmm. of thing right quick question didn't essentially they create mankind since they, right. they gave the apes the technology and that aided in the evolution. Mm-hmm. And so that eventually evolves right. into mankind. They're definitely right? viewed mm-hmm. as like gods, I think, throughout yeah, the... Yeah, like benevolent, like... Uh, it's funny how, you know, Kubrick actually mm-hmm. says that these are very ben- benevolent, like, beings. Like, they yeah. didn't just want to destroy humans, mm-hmm. you know? I think they're more benevolent than... You know, close encounters, aliens. Let me ask you some questions, because here's what I was getting from this movie. I was thinking, all right, you match cut, there's a spaceship. Right. You show the inside of the spaceship. Man's got tools, but now he's lost control of his tools because of the pen's floating around. He's not paying attention. And his mom comes and tucks him in. And then they're and then, and then they're and then they're eating baby food out of straws and they're just right. they're just saying that mankind has lost yeah. control of its own tools 
his alien, um, well, not alien, his robot is going to kill him. Right, he can't control what he's made, yeah. and they're all babies. And then it turns into a giant baby at the end. But I dude, get lost. I love that. Actually, I think that's really cool. I get lost though. I get lost it. once he's like in that room with his old. So, old okay. that's where I get lost. Yeah, that's let, where I get let, lost too. Let's go back to what you said, which is exactly what what we were going towards. So yeah, like humans reach like a saturation point with um, tools and technology, right? Yeah, like you said, with the you know becoming babies, and we're at the whim of the uh, the tech itself. And tech was uh, it became so saturated, it became sentient, and that's Hal, right? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like reaches on those ideas of uh, you know identity and what does it really mean to be like um, to have agency per se because. Obviously, we already know that, like Shawnee pointed out, how these um, aliens were the creators of humanity, so are we really responsible for anything that we developed ourselves, right? And same with Hal, it's like he was created by humans. Was he really responsible for his own right. sort of agency and what he mm-hmm. does? Yeah. And so it goes down that pathway to where humans are irrelevant, really, because Hal has taken over everything, right? And then he discovers his own agency and wants to survive and is not no longer ser- serving his like uh, his creators. Mm-hmm. And he destroys the tool. Yeah, and then um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, David had to had to you know kill Hal because which was a terrifying scene, by the way. That was love that scene. It's one of the best scenes. Yeah. Oh, so good. Ooh, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. you were gonna get to the end. Right? Yeah, we're we're almost we're almost there. So they get to they finally get to uh, Jupiter, yeah. mm-hmm. where the the final monolith, I should say, not not the final monolith, actually the sec pr- second to prior monolith, which oh okay yeah yeah which transports them to um, you know the very the acid trip um, light speed thing beyond the infinite, mm-hmm. and gets them to like a kind of a slaughterhouse five sort of thing where it's like an exhibit. You know, like, okay. um, he uh, is, like, an, a human species that's being observed by those Oh, aliens. I like that a lot. Yeah, the Slaughterhouse-Five comparison, I think, right. is really, yeah. Because you can hear all the alien noises in the background, and it implies that, like, someone is, like, because they're very strange. There's alien noises? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, There's the really loud, bangings. like, like, shit like that, like, okay. in the background. Mm-hmm. I, I really caught that this time. Mm-hmm. I was, like... Uh, like, like what is going on exactly? It, it just gives a feeling, and the way that like it's lit, like the floor, the floor is lit up, and everything. It just gives like an observing, like sort of like he's he's an animal it. in an alien zoo for sure, right? Yeah, and um, they obviously what's cool about it is like they're not like they don't hate him or anything. They like set it up to where he's very comfortable, like as far as they yeah. could aggregate is what like human luxury is, right? Mm-hmm. And. Um, then it goes through his life, like being at the um, at the zoo, and obviously he he uh, gets to the end of his life, and then you see the um, the monolith again, and he reaches out to it, and you know he can claim it to be like reincarnation or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, then obviously the baby thing, and he come, goes back to Earth. Yeah, and so that is kind of like a positive ending because. Since we've talked about tools and technology and how it, how it helps us 
and then how we've became dependent upon it. What's the next step? Like what's after our, um, after developing technology so much that we're just not an agent of ourselves anymore. It's, it's becoming like, like pure energy. Like that's the next level of existence, Mm -hmm. you know? And he came back to earth and he's represented as a baby to show that, you know, this is the next step for humanity, like being like pure energy, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we are, we are but babies, mm. you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. We're at the beginning, the, next, at the beginning of our new life, pretty yeah, much new form of existence, you know, yeah. and he's just like going back to earth to say, Hey, this is like what, where we can go now. Yeah. yeah. As for, as for that end scene, why, why I think it, cause it's, it was confusing to me for a long time too, but What's literally happening is it's pretty much a montage of the rest of his life. Yeah. Like it's, it just goes into a little bit more of like an impressionistic, like because he's like seeing himself at like different stages. Um, and it could also be a thing where since they are kind of controlling his environment, that maybe they are even controlling time. And like that's just how he's experiencing the rest of his life. You know? Right. I mean, yeah, because yeah. like he's in a place that is beyond the infinite, so all like kind of time, yeah, rules um, go out the window. Pretty yeah, much. like all pathways are just ha- mm-hmm. well, everything's happening at the same time, sort of thing. You know, like Slaughterhouse Five again. Like, yeah, that's a really really good comparison. I think experiencing yeah. every point every point in the timeline at mm-hmm. once. You know, yeah. Like, so uh, all right. does that, that help yeah. with the ending? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it clears it up a little bit. I think I'd have to watch it again with that in mind and kind of piece it together well, myself. The, um, again. This book, the book was written by Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah, he's probably one. Of, yeah, so he's great. He wrote another book. I'm about to spoil it for everybody. Sorry, I really enjoyed reading it. So Childhood's, Childhood's End. End. Yeah, have yeah. You, you read this one? I've read that one. Yeah, dude. So that whole thing, aliens show up and humans like. It, it triggers another event in human evolution yeah. where like all the kids that are being born are like psychic suddenly mm-hmm. so that people just turn into psychic babies. Arthur C. Clarke might be obsessed with psychic babies. Yeah. In evolution. He has very different stuff though. Like he has uh, like rendezvous with Rama is one of my favorite books yeah. and that's very much a like mystery adventure story with like, Hard fucking Dude, like gonna, science. I've had that book on my like yeah. resolution. I was gonna read that book this year. It's really I have it in my great. Amazon cart yeah. right now. It's it's just not as uh, yeah. You should get it for sure. Uh, it's just not as like profound as something as like two thousand one. Yeah. Or I wanted to go back actually to um, kind of that acid trip scene and uh, Kubrick actually figured out that the aliens were gonna be pretty much energy. Like he figured out cemented what the aliens were going to be like because of Carl Sagan. And I thought that was pretty fucking cool. I never knew that until I was like reading huh. about it today. Uh, he, he, uh, got Carl Sagan to be a consultant and basically, awesome. yeah. He, yeah, he was trying to figure out like how to portray the aliens. And Carl Sagan was like, well, they, we can't even, we probably can't even like oh, comprehend shit. their like, form. Like they're like a fourth dimensional being. So mm-hmm. we can't yeah. witness them, but they can witness exactly. Us. Yeah. So they're like energy. Yeah. And Kubrick was like, fuck man, that's it. That's it. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> Uh, that like helped him kind of like crack the code for the aliens. That was mm. pretty rad. He probably said it was bloody brilliant or something. What? Yeah, bloody- yeah, <laughs> Is Kubrick British? No, no, he, no. he has a strong like Brooklyn no. accent. Yeah, it's like no. it's Paul. He's always he's lived in. Toy uh, dog. Yeah, he talks like Paulie pretty much. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, but yeah, the acid trip scene. Uh, I forgot how fucking nuts it is. Like how I got nuts lost it. in yeah. it five different times. Yeah, I was like. Whoa. In a trance, yeah. it was nuts. Yeah. 
It's yeah, because it, it goes through different phases. It's like I, I don't even know how to describe the first phase. It's like it looks like code coming mm-hmm. at you. Um, it's like, like a tunnel it's film reel, right? Lit up. I think that's how they did it. Yeah. So the oh, guy who okay. like yeah. he invented that like thing. He likes he some guy. Yeah. <laughs> some some very talented cinematographer. Yeah. yeah. It's magical, dude. Like yeah, it's it's, it's mm. awesome. the thing where it started to look like uh, waves. Like yeah, some kind of weird it looked ocean. Like an ocean yeah. that made that gave me anxiety. Like I was lost at this, sea. All of mm. that was. Yeah. Um, are you talking about the actual waves or like the weird fucking like? Uh, uh, the, the liquid, like, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah like, that's, like that's uh, fucking that chemicals in Petri dishes, yeah. pretty wow. much. Like, that's how they filmed it. It's insane. Mm. Like, that, uh, 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 Aronofsky um, used pretty much the same methods for the fountain mm. as mm. Uh, he did for this movie. That was good. Yeah. Um, Shout out the fountain. And, yeah, and then, like, the final segment, which is just, like, which is maybe the segment that doesn't hold up as well as the other ones because it's more literal. It's like just landscape that's like colored. Mm-hmm. But the way that I viewed that um, this time was that is them creating an environment that he can understand. Dang. Like that's them pretty much creating mm-hmm. like a world uh, for him, even though we never see it at the end. But I don't know. That's like how I mm-hmm. interpreted it this time. I don't know if that mm-hmm. – no, Makes that's, sense. A, that's, a, that's a pretty good one. Because if you, like, the color starts to go away and it starts to become more, uh, the colors start to normalize throughout mm-hmm. it, so. You know, it was kind of, int- okay, it might be stretching here, but, like, every time that you see, like, a pilot or something interacting with, like, the spaceship, um, they're flying the planes instead of the spaceships. <laughs> yeah, um, space just, planes. There's just, like, there. a red light shining on them, and you can kind of see, like, lights shining onto them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like it's like that the spaceship is controlling the pilots. It's telling them what to do. It's telling them when to push the buttons, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, and at the end, he's going through it, and you see the same kind of thing, yeah. where it's like this light shining on this dude's face, mm-hmm. and they're like controlling how, what he experiences and what he does next. Yeah, the tool's taking over. Yeah. It? Yeah, well, and he definitely doesn't have any control. Like the those crazy ass like shots of his yeah. face, like fucking mm-hmm. contorting, and like I mean, he's going through a Stargate at the end. Like that's what's literally happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it definitely gets a lot more like metaphorical and kind of like impressionistic at the end, uh, which I think is why it can kind of confuse people. Because but it's like it's a, when yeah. it literally says "beyond the infinite," it's like that's nothing you can like. Yeah, comprehend. It's like shit's gonna get weird. You know, it's like that's when. It, yeah, that's it like, was like it was like a wink at the eye. It's like, hey guys, buckle up. Just you know, you're not gonna understand yeah. what Beyond the Infinite is, dude. You know? Imagine seeing this movie on like LSD in nope. 1968. Nope. Mm. Fuck, dude, are you kidding me? Yeah, this movie had to. We even Adam and I talked to a guy briefly mm-hmm. after we saw the movie. Uh, this like long haired yeah. kind of hippie guy, mm. um, like very briefly, he, like left pretty soon, but. Um, yeah, like he he uh, said that he had seen it like pretty much when he was uh, like a kid, right? Yeah, it's probably late fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this movie had to be just like an eye opening experience for uh, yeah, people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure no one ever seen anything mm-hmm. remotely close to what this movie conveys. Yeah, like absolutely. maybe if you were in some like certain circles and saw like some Dolly short films, like all right, like you probably have some like handle of. Mm-hmm. impressionistic like film but like this was a broad general release yeah and it's probably like opened a lot of people's eyes to like what was like possible in film and what to experience you know? yeah like the yeah the idea that this was shot before we even landed on the moon 
is yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's fucking insane to me. Like this this is you, like at you think the we peak landed on the space moon? race. <laughs> no, well that's right. Cooper yeah. filmed yeah. the moon landing while he was making two thousand one. I was thinking the whole time too. Yeah. Well, that's the theory is that uh, the footage, the extra footage, because there's a shit ton uh, when they're on the moon. Uh, that that's he just they used that for the moon landing. And that's like the theory, but it's fucking ridiculous. Dude, we would require it, dude. The FBI is going to kick in this door and kill us all yeah. now. We God damn broadcasting. It. It's true, man. <laughs> yeah. The Truth. FBI? Yeah, <laughs> whoever it is. Whoever's in control of keeping it under <laughs> and a, Well, NSA monitors all podcasts, <laughs> yeah. uh, even when they're yeah. being recorded, mm. uh, through our cell phones, yep. actually. Isn't the Men in Black? That's who it is. Yeah, yeah the men in the black is probably black, who yeah. it'd be, right? And they they're benevolent. They just like get their little their little Speaking things. of which, yeah. Twenty three Jump Street. They flashy thing. Twenty three Jump Street was already a thing. No. It's gonna be like a men in ba- black uh, crossover, isn't it? Are they doing that still the I, I hope so. Because I wanna see it. Because I know they're doing a men in black movie with um Chris Hemsworth and the Valkyrie from Thor. That chick. Oh, that's cool. um, oh yeah. Um Tessa, Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Uh and I'm excited for that. Just like that casting alone is fucking because they were great together in Thor. But uh, I don't know, Men in Black, Men good in movie, Black, dude. <laughs> Mib, yeah, Mib. dude. Mib one, yeah. Mib two sucked. Johnny Knoxville was obnoxious in that movie. He was in that movie. Hey, hot, hot, uh, warm take. Mm-hmm. Men in Black three, great. I heard it was. It's really good. good. Uh, Michael Stolbard, our boy, is oh, yeah. is incredible in it. He plays an alien. And it's like one of his best performances, probably. I didn't order. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm glad yeah, somebody yeah. liked Men in Black Three. You know, you didn't like it. Like Josh I said, warm take. Our boy jo- Josh. Yeah. Brolin. Josh Brolin's incredible oh, as yeah. young Tommy Lee Jones. It's really good. Huh. But uh, yeah, so 2001. Um, you know, this is going to come out. I think really soon. So if you have the chance to see this, uh, I, I mean, not even. If it's still because I I, don't I know. saw it still like last week I think they're still showing go meet some hippies but go yeah, watch the go movie go fucking do some LSD yeah. and go check two thousand one at the theaters yeah. do it definitely I recommend checking it out in theaters it was fun yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah there's something I think we can all agree is much better than these two yeah classic films. Mm-hmm. And we and it's called it's a, it, it's called book of Henri. That's French for Henry. <laughs> book of Henry by Colin Colin Trevorrow, uh, the now fired director writer um, of Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, good riddance. No, um, because I would have loved to see what what insanity. <laughs> That I, oh, Star Wars would have bit. Like, I would you know, love pure, if his script leaked. God, that'd yeah, be amazing. Yeah, in a pure like curi- morbid curiosity sense, yeah. like what this insane person thought would be good for Star Wars. Yeah, and the only thing I really seen of Colin Trevorrow was Jurassic World, which I thought was fine. It's like not <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, hey, that actually works yeah, now. Yeah. A little bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying yeah. to shame you because yeah. it before is funny, but. It came back around in a fun way. Yeah. Explaining jokes. It's always good. Yep. Um, yeah, Colin Trevorrow is um, is bad. He's a hack. Uh, he, he made... Going he, back to him getting fired, he apparently got fired um, from Star Wars in part he wanted to because he wasn't writing anything answer. good. 
But yeah, right. He wanted what he wanted, yeah, he wanted uh, them all just to die. Mark Hamill died yeah, um, cancer. Well, he died, but uh, of cancer. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he also got fired because he's a pain in the ass to work with, and he treats everybody mm. like shit. Um, so fuck Colin Trevorrow. Like he literally just did what safety not guaranteed before or something. I'll Which defend is a that movie, movie that I like a lot. Yeah. Okay. That I I also like that movie. And what makes me mad and it, it frustrates me is that Spielberg saw that and like made him his his boy, like mentored Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. Got him the Jurassic World. You never gig. told me that. I it's because it hurts me physically to think about Man, it. Connections. And no, he got Colin Trevorrow Jurassic World, um, which is one of the worst uh blockbusters in modern history. Don't you feel um, terrible? Well it, it it's a factor in saying that Kubrick's a better director because Spielberg I'm holding him accountable here. Do He's see, done a disservice to Do you art. see any parallels between safety not guaranteed and uh close encounters? I've never seen. And closing, doesn't he like uh, abandon his like life? And, you know, like, I was thinking there's actually parallels between all three movies oh, yeah? regarding uh, the lack of agency and like hmm. going through that. Hmm. Wait, hmm. with uh, oh, with his movies? No, uh, with uh, the three that we're talking about. Yes, okay. Close Encounters, 2001, and Book of Henry. Oddly enough. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Interesting. Oh man, the agency problem in Book of Henry is. Oh man, oh, boy. <laughs> I just tell everyone not to watch Book of Henry ever. What I just are you want. About? I want everyone to watch it. It's it's so entertaining. It's uh, we had a good time. Okay, so context. Uh, I think it was Saturday. The Saturday after oh, we saw these movies. No, it was Sunday. Sunday, you're right, because Sunday. Because I remember I was, like, bleeding yeah. out my mouth because of my surgery. <laughs> yeah, we were going to do this podcast last week. Uh, Adam got the dead man put in, uh, and so he didn't. And <laughs> He shoved um, the dead man in my they mouth. They put the dead boy in your mouth. and <laughs> It could be, it could be a, a women. It could. Now I'm just, like, reversing. That's pretty singular. progressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so we, we, we decided to still hang out because we're friends. We love each other. Um, and it was my idea. I was saying, you know, Book of Henry, I heard this movie's fucking buck wild. Um, it's just crazy. And we watched it and it's sure fucking enough. wild and crazy. Uh, yeah. Colin Trevorrow is a fucking maniac. Um, so it starts off as if we're yeah. watching a, um, wholesome. Yeah. Albeit nineties, nineties. Um, I get like an Amblin kid. vibe. Like, yeah, but yeah. that's like when they were pretty prevalent. Right? He's trying to jerk Spielberg off with the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, this looks like a a wholesome like children's movie. This yeah. is the tone you're going for because you have like drawings of like inventions, right? In a very like yeah, it's a very like of, Indian in the cupboard opening. Yeah, yeah, it's very like whimsical and fun. <laughs> And oh my we, god! And Jesus. then we we get introduced. How did how did uh, Zach? Have you seen this fucking movie? You gotta watch it, dude! Oh my god! Oh yeah, Zach, you'll love it. Yeah, we're gonna no, spoil Zach, the thing Zach, right Zach. now. But um, so, how was Henry introduced? Do you remember? You guys remember? I think he was like, okay, what was um, he doing? He was in school, and he oh, basically yeah. shits on his teacher and his other classmate. Uh, his oh, classmate gives it dreams. A, like, what do you want to be when you grow up or something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And then this dumb kid, the movie is laughing at this kid. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like visually it's, it's telling us that this kid is dumb. Uh, Henry goes up next and like outsmarts him and it's just a total wise yeah. ass. Uh, I forgot what he says like specifically. Yeah. But. He's just like, life is meaningless. All we can do is just be good to each other and nothing you want matters. Yeah. And the teacher and like, like 
basically <laughs> Zach's like, rolls Zach's her like, eyes. This sounds good. No, she's yeah. like, you know, why don't you? Uh, Henry's basically go- Zach. Yes. <laughs> no, why don't you go to the gifted and talented program at least if you're not going to go into all those fancy schools? He's like, oh, I don't want to be yeah. on the radar or some. No, shit No, he like says that, that it's yeah. better for his development to be around normals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, I can't be around smart people because yeah. then I'll be even weirder. R- right off the bat, this movie is so off-putting. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like, we should be on this kid's side. He should be like, mm-hmm. he he is like autistic in some degree, but he's like in a one hundred percent. He's degree. a total asshole. Yeah. And it's like, well, we like hate him from the get go, and then they introduce. Uh, Naomi Watts. Oh, man. Playing Gears of War, hanging Dude. out at home. And she wants to level up. Dude, yeah. she's like the worst oh mom God. ever. Like, yeah, she doesn't know how to do math. She doesn't know how to pay yeah. her own bills. Like, Wait, this kid let's, is... let's back it up. <laughs> okay. Want, no, no. You can continue, but I just wanted to say how after he got... Before Naomi Watts, like, picks him up, he's on the phone. He was talking stock. On a pay oh, phone. Yeah. On a pay phone. He's, and I was like... Oh, Wait yeah. a second, is he talking stocks right now? Dude, yeah. I didn't know what year this movie took place in, because he's got, like, yes. Polaroids, yeah. he's got, like, walkie-talkies. Well, that goes back to the, the Amblin kind yeah. of, like, Stranger well, Things no, vibe that it's Colin trying to go Trevorrow, for. Remember like, it was made by some old guy in the 90s? I mean, okay, okay, so that's a whole thing, too. Um, this movie was written by, like, a 78-year-old man back in the 90s. I think he's dead now. And it was pretty much shelved because they were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and uh, Colin Trevorrow came in, I think, like, did some rewrites. Like, he got, he got his fucking hands on it and, like, did God knows what to it. Uh, maybe it was better before. Maybe it was worse before. We'll never know. Uh, but, yeah, and he decided, of all fucking movies, his blank check after Jurassic World, a movie that made, I think, $1.5 billion. An insane amount. That, yeah, that he's going to make this fucking weird, uh, whimsical children's crime story movie. Uh, <laughs> Dude, so yeah. you go through, what, an hour of watching this movie and nothing happens. There's no plot. Like, there's the kid is building, like, uh, one of those fucking Rube Goldberg. Rube Goldberg machines for no yeah. reason. Well, that's how we know he's smart because he makes Rube Goldberg <laughs> machines. <laughs> that mom can't, pay, can't do anything that mom should be able to do. Um, yeah, she, she plays, plays Gears of War. Yeah. And there's that amazing scene when he's like talking to her about finances yeah. and she's playing video games and it's like, she's the kid, get it? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we got it. <laughs> and I was like, how did this irresponsible mm. female yeah. like end up with these children yeah did they ever say what happened to the dad actually no I think about it and but then you got Henry Dean Norris yeah who's the neighbor yeah so he's a, a creepy cop neighbor who has a daughter who's a little too yeah. quiet stepdaughter stepdaughter oh, I'm sorry yeah. Uh, yeah we're also introduced to Jacob Tremblay a better better than real daughter huh? like, considering yeah. what he does yeah um, <laughs> man the fact. Rhymes with great. And then we're filling out the cast with Jacob hey, Tremblay. You, you up, That's a Oscar. 22 Jump Street reference, by the way. 21 Jump Street. Uh, Oscar nominee. Mm-hmm. Oscar nominated Jacob Tremblay um, as the younger brother. Oh, who, good old Peter? Who I don't even know why. Good I forgot Peter. his name because he's the most useless fucking character. Well, movie. because he's the only normal person in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I like Peter. I like Peter. Jacob Tremblay is a charismatic little actor and... Uh, and he's fine. And also, he becomes the lead halfway through. Because what happens, fellas? 
Oh, um, fucking wait, hold on, hold dude. We can't fuck. go beat by beat, man. It's gonna take like no. I'm just saying. Yeah. there's an implo- important plot point. What Henry was investigating prior to that. Moment. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, yeah. that's that's important to bring up. Yeah, creepy Dean is raping his stepdaughter, yeah. and yep. and Henry finds out. It yeah. starts planning a murder, and he it wasn't decides, conveyed very well. He by deci- Colin yeah, well, he, well, he like he tries to tell the authorities, and like yeah, everyone is like covering for him, and the principal's well, like, "Oh, it's okay if he rapes her because, you know, I don't want to deal with it." He's a cop, yeah. so it's fine. Mm-hmm. And so Henry thinks, you know what we need to do? We need to murder this guy. He writes a whole book. Yes, he sets up. Well, that's the reveal. He sets up of. a human Rube Goldberg machine that yeah. ends with Damn. dead Dean Norris. Yeah. Oh. Is this uh, that's a masterpiece? Wild. Holy Sean? shit. <laughs> what the it, fuck? It all makes sense now. Oh, shit. You just broke it apart, um, Sean. Yeah, you just cracked it wide open, man. Uh, and the stocks things, it knows he understands, like, non-linearity and how to predict them. <laughs> oh, Jesus Dang. Christ. Oh, um, his, uh, <laughs> <I was> just, <laughs> his pattern recognition is off the charts. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to yeah. say, yeah, he's doing the book stuff. He's, do, he's like, he's planning shit, and we don't really know why. Um, he gets these headaches... And he, we find out halfway through, he goes to the hospital, he, he has a brain tumor. Yep. Yeah, he had a headache at the gun store. <laughs> he was at the gun store. Yeah, out of context. I love that. Yeah, context. fuck it. We're not going to explain yeah. it. Um, and so he's at, the, he's at the hospital. He's telling his mom, Mom, listen, we, we got to get these finances together. The stocks, you're going to be set, okay? I, I'm killing it on the stock market. Uh, and then he fucking dies in one of the craziest fucking, I can't believe the fucking main character just dies halfway through this movie. Yeah, there's like it's 45 insane. minutes left. It was wild. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is this movie about? So, okay. Right. And then from there, it's Naomi Watts finding uh, the the leftover fucking pre-recorded tapes, the human Rube Goldberg machine, um, basically saying, listen, mom, I figured out everything. The only thing we can do is kill Dean Norris. Yeah. <laughs> He's raping his daughter. There's nothing we can do. We have to kill him. Here's all the reasons why we have to kill him and, as and opposed she, to not kill And him. she, like any good mom There's would, yeah. uh, listens to her son and supports his plan to kill the next door neighbor. Yeah, she goes real far. <laughs> well, I guess my smart, thir- was it, 13-year-old boy... Yeah. Who's plotted out a murder yeah. is correct, and there's nothing else I can do about it because yeah. he's right. She goes to he's the gun right. store mm-hmm. and gets a sniper rifle <laughs> with a suppressor. <laughs> with a suppressor, and a crazy scope. And meanwhile, all of this happening, uh, we're getting this live narration of Henry talking child. to his mom, her dead child, to the point where they're having conversation. She yeah. like takes a left, and Henry's like. You were supposed to take a right, mom, and yeah. then she like walks the other way, and it's like, what the fuck, dude? There's a part where she's like, like she's practicing yeah. shooting, yeah. and he goes, "Nice shot, great shot, mom." <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. crazy shit like that. Yeah. Like from beyond the grave, this fucking kid. Like is... he had all the pathways figured out. Like in his, he was like Doctor Strange in Avengers: Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, he like, <laughs> damn, straight up. Pretty much. He knew yeah. exactly what was going to happen at the time it was going to happen. Jesus, man. And it's um, like, why Why did you, why would you do this Yeah. as of any story? You could be a book, a comic <laughs> book, even a comic book doesn't make any well, sense. Well, okay, and then we get to the ending, and this movie transcends <laughs> all art and becomes <laughs> something incredible. 
<laughs> I was truly fucking blown away by this. <laughs> it's like a talent show, right? It's so insane. It's so insane. So insane. That's the night. Zach, fucking start this movie right now. Watch this movie. So okay. She plant like little little. I don't even know what we did. Okay. She plans to kill Dean Norris during the talent show because yeah. she'll have her little alibi. No, being at the talent show. Dean Norris. Yeah. The actor. Yeah. That's a kid. It was Dean Norris. The the yeah. the DA agent. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hank. So Hank is uh, <laughs> Hank from Breaking Man, who decided not to watch his stepdaughter at the talent show. She would. T- she would take him. Take her. Yeah. 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 That's right. And so she's like, she times herself. This is my, my zone of, uh, to go kill. My window yeah, to window kill Dean Norris. Yeah. Yeah. She even, she's dressed up in black too, like a fucking assassin for some yeah, reason. Yeah. It turns into a fucking born movie at yeah. the end. She's going to kill the fucking cop neighbor. Um, yeah. From- she posts up at Oh Henry's my god, I forgot house. about this. Yes, yes, yes. This is amazing. Cause why why wouldn't? Yeah, she's yeah. in the, the treehouse, yeah. And she's like post up, she's got what she like calls him. She or used walkie talkies to like to lure, lure him yeah, in the forest. She goes Psst, Psst. <laughs> What? Is yeah, that ha- No, she like whistles or something at him, but she like she like makes a noise and he's like, What is that? Yeah, I she gets him outside yeah. somehow, yeah. Some contrived shit. Yeah. And then she's about to kill him. And she bumps into the Rube Goldberg machine. Oh, God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, We're not it making this sets up. Sets all this chain this of events. Is, and then yeah. at the end, the, the, I don't know, the cue and ball well, from a pool table. Like, while all a, this is happening. This is a while all this is master stroke of cinematic direction. This and moment editing, right here. And editing, yeah. It's cross- Legitimately great. It cuts between the talent show. The, the kids talent. are like clapping, doing that like, rhythmic yeah. clap, clap, clap thing. It adds, yeah, to it adds to the tension. Yeah, and then you end it with the rape dance scene. Oh yeah, the daughters, the daughters oh, dancing fuck, so beautifully. Oh, I too. thought that's what you were talking yeah, about no. when you were hyping it up. Well, yeah, okay, well, yes, the fucking crazy rape dance <laughs> where she's dancing and she's really sad, and the principal, mm-hmm. based off of seeing her dance. <laughs> Runs off screen like this girl's being raped, one hundred percent. And it's like, what the fuck? How did she draw that line? And while this is happening, the Rube Goldberg machine knocks down this like series of pictures of like Polar Henry and his mom. Yeah. Because, we definitely woke yeah. my baby up, um, but we're having too much fun. And, and and she sees it, and it's like. What the fuck? So what was the plan? Did he plan for her to hit the Rube Goldberg machine and see the pictures and be like, no. oh, maybe I shouldn't kill him? No. She, she didn't, she, right? It was supposed to show that she's gained her agency. Yeah, like she realizes, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm the mom. I should yeah. be making decisions. I shouldn't listen to my son when he says kill the yeah, neighbor. Because he, he's literally <laughs> in her ear at that <laughs> moment saying, take the shot. Shoot him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, shoot the J. Yeah. Holy shit. Henry's a villain. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! Okay, this movie might just be absolutely incredible, actually. <laughs> and so oh, then, I'm gonna have to watch this movie again. Awesome. Yeah, I mean that's it's pretty much the movie. It. That's pretty much it. Well, like, but then Peter goes on stage and he's like, "I'm oh gonna do god. a magic trick. I'm gonna bring my brother back to life." And for a second, I'm like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Colin <laughs> Trevorrow set it up yeah. to where you actually 
might think. Yeah. Because he, he has you Everything fucking... is so insane. Yeah. You yeah. think the prestige might happen. Yeah. And for a moment, you're like, dude, Henry's going to pop up out of this fucking coffin box. And I'm going to fucking cry because this is going to be Yeah, amazing. he's going to say, like, Mom, you learned how to be your own person. That's what I was expecting. Oh, that would have been incredible. But I faked brain cancer. Uh, yeah. Just so you can learn how to be responsible. But that doesn't happen. He op- he opens the box or something, and, and then it starts raining confetti down. Yeah. Like fake And it's snow. like this very... And then the mom walks in, having not killed Dean Norris, because she learned that that's bad. Uh, and then... <laughs> Dean Norris kills himself. And then, oh my god, yeah. yeah, you're right, he does. Dean Norris kills himself. Yeah, you, are you just... It's I all coming back to you, that. right? Yeah. It's and incredible. She, and uh, Naomi Watts got his signature, so like, so she gets do- she gets his stepdaughter now. Yeah, yeah. yep. <sighs> Guys, yep. I can't recommend this movie highly enough. Uh, I only wish that we saw it in theaters too. That would have been preferable. <laughs> I'm downloading it right. It's, it's on, on HBO. Oh, it's on HBO. Yeah, not a sponsor. Yeah, download it. Um, oh, yeah. We don't have any sponsors. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like you should watch it as a group, though. Yeah, we need, we need For sure. Yeah, yeah watch, watch it. watch it with a group, people. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I always forget the name of it. It's the movie that we watched, the Paul Feig Christmas movie. Oh, uh, Unaccompanied Minors. Unaccompanied Minors effect. Which is, it's like, like, hilarious. It's hilarious and amazing, but you yeah. have to be with, like, some buds yeah. and some brews, probably. It's, like, a good, bad movie. Pretty much what book It is a is. great, bad movie. It is, uh, wow. Because, like, what you a journey. just don't, you don't know what they were thinking. Like, mm-hmm. no one decided... I guess they were like, oh, man, this guy made Jurassic World. Yeah. And no one was just like, hey, a movie man, like, this is worse. Like, kind of fucking terrible. You know, hot take, Jurassic World is worse than Book of Henry. I had so much more fun watching In terms of entertainment? Book of, yeah, 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 for sure. I would watch Book of Henry again just because it's so it's, insane. And, Zach, what's going to infuriate you about Book of Henry is uh, the direction <laughs> and the editing is... Baffling. It's it's like okay. So I don't know what this is called in editing, but it's basically where you don't just go back and forth with the audio and the video. You know what I'm saying? Like you say your dialogue, mm-hmm. show me. I say my dialogue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you make it more seamless. You intercut the audio, all mm-hmm. that stuff. This movie just just a b a b. Like this is gonna make no sense oh, to no, no yeah, listeners. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. yeah. Like J cats and L cats. I think that's yeah. I guess yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah. I don't no, know you any other terms. Also, doesn't sync yeah. the video, hundred percent. No, like you linger on. Well, it does one hundred percent in a conversation, like, and before you like cut to the next person, it's like the most amateur the editing. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. yeah. you have to be more seamless. You want to start the audio of the other person before that's before yeah. they cut to back to that person. But it's like I forgot the term. For it's that. Just, time you make a movie, and it's just exactly. It's like yeah. Windows Movie Maker. Hey, right. Exactly. It's uh yeah, that infuriated me more than a lot of other bad. stuff. I'm surprised. Like it's like mm-hmm. kind of like one on one. Exactly. Right. It's yeah. It's like did he edit it? Also, did some new guy edit it? Like I don't know. It's just some guy who knew how shitty it was and decided I'm not going to try on this. Yeah. Like <laughs> and it supports my theory. I think I've talked about this on the podcast of uh, bad movies tend to have really bad scores because the composer works off of tone and like works off of the tone of the movie. And the, you can tell the composer of this movie didn't know what the fuck to do because he was just like, is this a thriller? Is this like a kid's movie? So it's like a lot of like wacky hijinks music of like, boom, boom, 
boom, boom, boom, like it boom. might supposed to be wholesome. Like, yeah, uh, and it's it just makes for a confusing, yeah. uh, you know, mix. But uh, guys, watch watch Book of Henry. I mean, it's I know so he spoiled it for everybody. It's like a Frankenstein, like it's weird. Yeah, movie. It's it's just one of those movies like you just don't that you don't see often because he obviously yeah yeah, yeah like how did it get made you know yeah. Like, like, he's clearly a, a hack with no talent. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dude, I think there is, actually. Oh, I gotta, I gotta listen to that. I think there is. Maybe it should um, be. Look it up, Jack. Tell us. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys. So, those are the three masterpieces that we watched yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was um, fun watching all those movies with you guys. I had a great time. Yeah, man. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. All for various, you know, <laughs> reasons. Uh, you know, a couple, couple great movies. Um and then uh, and then then, you know a couple great movies and Close Encounters yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) super hot (laughs) oh boy I'll I'll drink to that you fucking piece of shit (laughs) 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 but uh okay which one's more entertaining it's funny Close Encounters or Book damn I opened the can Jesus dude no Close Encounters is a good movie yeah yeah, it's your, but the thing is, dude, I say entertaining for a good. Yeah, reason. that's a. I know you picked that yeah. word for a reason. Like, the dude, there's not there's not much better than like getting together with buds and watching a good bad yeah, movie. You're right. Yeah, it's like that can sure. be really fun and really you just entertaining. Watch Close Encounters on by yourself and have a good time. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. But um, like, look at Henry. I don't think I could watch that like by myself. No, I'd have killed myself thirty yeah. minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to just turning it off. <laughs> yeah. No, I would I would want to actively end my life watching yeah. it. Um but uh yeah guys, uh it's great. Watch all the movies. Um mm-hmm. they're all awesome. And uh I think we're gonna have one more bonus episode. Um uh we are going to be watching Wait, what? no? What? Don't don't don't, don't announce it. Well it's here. public via Twitter. You already said uh, it? Yeah. Oh I don't have it. Twitter, that's why I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we are going to be watching Super Mario Brothers uh, because John Caceres, uh, previous guest of the show for even this season, right? Yeah, he picked uh, Super Mario Brothers. Mm. Um, I've never seen it. Have you ever? Have you seen it? Adam? What? Su- yeah, like when I was like really yeah, young. Oh it. shit! Okay, well it's going to be uh, exciting, and uh, I think he's going to join us for that one, and um, it's going to be a good time. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. then we're also working on next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a real exciting one also. So stick around, guys. Any and hints? Any hints? Um, well, I mean, yeah, we are, I think we are pretty settled on what it is. Yeah. Yeah. What? Think, think, uh, think. 80s. Yeah, think, yeah. 80s. think 80s. Think 80s, yeah. Um, a lot of good 80s stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. Um, and, yeah, thanks, uh, Brian and Sean. Yeah, thanks for having for, us. For uh, being on this episode, yeah. You guys have any? Uh, yeah, plugs, in? plug some yeah. shit. Plugs. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was just trying the, to think the, like, the empty vacuum of. Yeah. <laughs> no, we of got a lot of stuff going on. Just go to stickerfridge.com. We got a lot of cool contributors these days. Yeah. Uh, people writing up articles about music, um, travel, um, dating. Uh, if you just go on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever, just search Sticker Fridge and you'll see all of the podcasts that are on our network. And yeah. uh, follow us on Twitter at Sticker Fridge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah, guys, thanks for yeah. being on. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.